I've been thinking a lot about automation. I always talk about the productivity layer, but what does it look like to do that automation? Well, a new author has got a book out talking about automating your busy work and doing less, achieving more, and saving your brain. The author joins me, and we learn there might be a services opportunity here in this bonus episode of The Business of Tech. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, thank you for having me on your show, Dave. So I got to start with the, the the simple one. How'd you get so interested in automation and busy work? Let me start from the, the beginning. Um, um, I started a company called Jotform, and that was 17 years ago. Before Jotform, I was a developer. I was a programmer. Um, and when I started Jotform, like, my main uh, concern was, like, I really loved uh, building products. And I wanted to, you know, build a great product. And things were actually going well in the first years. But a few years into Jotform, I had a few employees, but I was spending all my time with BusyWork. Like I was drowning in BusyWork. I was spending my time in emails. I was spending my time doing HR, accounting, legal, ordering supplies for the office. I was doing everything, but I wasn't really focused on uh, my product. And I was worried about that. Right at this moment, something else ha happened. Uh, Google actually came out with a competitive product. Google released Google Forms. And, you know, that was like um, a turning point for me because now, you know, I'm not really improving my product. And now I have this big, you know, uh, big uh, competitor that I need to find a way to compete. That was the moment that I decided I will find a solution. And the solution was uh, automation. I was able to automate uh, everything I do, especially the emails. Like I was spending at least six hours in my emails. I was able to reduce that to two hours. And because of that, uh, Jotform today, you know, Google didn't beat us. Jotform today is a, you know, successful company with 500 employees, 20 million users, and we, we are still growing. And I, you know, I think that's because of the help of automation. And I was also not just helping myself. I also uh, taught how to use automation to my employees. And I also started using these automation ideas within my product. So you know, Jotform is a form builder. Like you, you, you go there, it's a free product. You can create forms. And, but what, what we found out was like people actually create forms, but that's just the first step in a journey. They are doing so many other things. They have these workflows they need to automate. They need to generate documents. They need to, you know, get e-signatures. They need to approve things. So there is just like so many things going on, uh, like email automation. So, uh, once, once I saw that, like I saw that, okay, uh, my customers, my users also need help with automation. So I started applying the same principles and, you know, uh, we turned Jotform into this really uh, good automation product for, for workflows that start with forms. And uh, that worked out really well. And I wanted to share all I learned about automation with the world. So 
I wrote the book and uh, it became a Wall Street Journal bestseller. Well, you brought up the book. So the book is called Automate Your Busy Work, Do Less, Achieve More, and Save Your Brain for the Big Stuff. Walk me through kind of your philosophy on automation in the book. Yeah, um, I start by talking about something that I called Automation First Mindset because the book actually teaches people how to use the power of automation and what steps to take and how to use the power of no-code products and all that. But before you get to that, I believe that you really have to kind of have the mindset for automation. And because it's just very easy to, you know, get lost, uh, just get lost in the details, just think that, okay, I've been doing this uh, for a long time this way. Why, do, why should I automate? So I talk about the automation first mindset, and there are four principles in automation first mindset. Uh, the first one is um, clarify your priorities. And uh, it's important that you understand how you spend your time before you can automate it. Because um, I think the goal of automation is not just to save time, um, but it's actually about, it's not about like, you know, four hour work weeks. It's not about like just, you know, not working. It's about really spending your time on important stuff. And uh, how you do that is you first figure out how you spend your time. And I recommend something co that I call like the time audit. Um, you can actually, you know, use a spreadsheet to figure out like how you spend your time. I mean, if you are a service provider, maybe you can do that for your client. Just uh, figure out like you, you make a note of how you spend your time. And um, at the end of the week, you have this, you, you total them up and then you can actually see how, how you spend your whole week. And you ask yourself two questions. What should I spend my time on? And what shouldn't I spend my time on? And, and the, the things that you shouldn't be spending your time on is the, 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 the things that you should automate first. Because if you spend your, because they're not just taking your time, they're taking up your energy, your motivation, your, you know, brain power. Basically, what's happening is that because you are doing all this busy work, most the most important hours of the day are just wasted. So it's what you want to do is like you want to automate them and you want to work on the important things. Uh, this, the second thing is harness the power of um, impatience and laziness. And there's a great Bill Gates quote. Um, he says that uh, I would always hire a lazy person to do a hard job because the lazy person will find an easy way to do it. So you should kind of be tired of spending your time on things that can be automated. You should, you should look for all these automation products. And we are, we are living in this great, great age. There are like thousands of no-code products. Like if you go to a website like g2.com, whatever you want to do, you will find all these great automation products. And the, and I mentioned no code. Basically, no code is, um, I'm sure, you know, your listeners know about them, but basically it's, it's about building solutions, uh, on your own using software. And no code provides a quick way to do that. Like you don't have to start from the ground. You have all the Lego pieces and you just bring them together. You provide, you create a custom solution for yourself or for your clients. Um, so, and the third one is, um, you need to make time to, you, you need to make time to save time. So basically, if you are not taking time to research all the available solutions, uh, um, that can help you with automation, 
if you're not taking time to learn the products that you already use, that you will not find, um, you know, it's not going to be easy to find um, automate things. Um, so you need to really spend the time to, because a day of automations can save you a year of work. So you want to actually take the time. And I know that people are like, just they're really busy. They have to do all these things. And it's, it's hard to find the time, but you got to find the time so that you can actually get um, the returns in the long term. And the, the fourth one is embrace system thinking. Um, you know, everything is a system and you, you have all these workflows in your business. You have all these systems. Um, your clients also have these systems. So you want to understand these systems. Like you want to create these, you know, workflow diagrams. I love to do them. Uh, with pen and paper, you know, you can use, you know, different kind of uh, software as well. But once you actually put it on the paper, something magical happens. You start seeing all these shortcuts. You start seeing things that you are actually wasting so much time on. And even before the automation, you will figure out things that that can be like you can you will figure out shortcuts and easy ways to do things. Um, so, yeah, uh, the automation first mindset is is all about really, you know, getting ready for the automation. And, you know, I also talk about the automation flywheel in the book, uh, which is like a framework that helps people to, to go from zero to, you know, a, a system that runs on autopilot. Now, I have to ask, because everything you've just described sounds, uh, I mean, I, I'm, I love the philosophy, but it also sounds like something that somebody who's a good business analyst and technologist can really help customers with. And it actually, from my perspective, sounds really great as a service offering for managed services providers, IT, IT consulting organizations. And I know you've got some MSPs using JotForm right now. Tell me what you think the balance and relationship is between users doing it themselves versus sort of organizations investing in automation, you know, via, via some help. So, I mean, um, I love looking at the data. And uh, so uh, at Chatform, we look at the data a lot. And then we see these users, they have like thousands of customers. Just today, we were looking at something and we saw that this customer actually had like 20, 2,700 forms. And when we look at these like really high usage users that we see that they are actually MSPs and, you know, they will just come to JotForm and they will start using it for their clients. And then what, you know, it turns out that they're just like, you know, using it for all of their clients because they find that JotForm is really useful. Um, so the reason these MSPs uh, use JotForm is because it's a no-code product. And JotForm is not, the only no-code product. There are just like so many uh, no-code products and MSPs love them because it's, it's easy to build solution onto them. Like you, you can actually build, build things on top of them and you can actually customize them for different kinds of clients. Um, and like, you know, one example is Zapier. So, and Jotform is like integrates with Zapier and people are actually building all these products. People are connecting all these no-code products with each other. Right. Uh, if you want to, you know, integrate JotForm with Airtable, now you like, you know, you can build all these automations on JotForm, and you can build all these automations on Airtable. So you are like building this whole thing. Like in the past, there were like um, only big companies had access to uh, automation, and they will go to like SAP or Oracle, and they like and they would come in 
and you will spend like millions of dollars and then they would automate everything for you. But, you know, nothing was perfect. Like everything was like, you know, it's not perfect. It's good enough. And like, it takes so much time to implement them. Right. But today what's happening is that this is actually available to everyone. Like all these like small companies actually have these, all these products. Uh, what's happening is that instead of like building this one single, uh, SAP solution for your big business, you can actually go and find these like these hundreds of different from, you know, thousands of different, uh, no code products. You can integrate them with products like, Zapier or make.com and like you, you just connect them to each other and you have the solution. And what's great about them is like every product is best of their class. Jotform is great with forms and automating all the things related to forms, like, you know, email generation, document generation, things like that. But then, you know, you have Stripe if you want to just, you know, take payments as well. And they have all kinds of payment features for you, ready for you. So, What's great about it is that like you, you use all these products and you connect them to, together and you have a solution. But many, many clients, uh, will not actually have that. Uh, like they will not have the knowledge. So as a, as a service provider, what you can do is like you can build the solution. Like just like SAP builds that solution, you're actually building the solution. But you know, there are also these low code products, uh, like Kissflow that, you know, you, you write like small amounts of codes. Uh, that actually gives you more flexibility if you need to do like more things, but many of the products actually doesn't require that. Um, so, uh, what you do is you, you can build these products, these solutions, these systems that were on autopilot for your customers. And you just, you know, you also manage, manage it for them. So you keep, keep track of them. And it's, I think it's a great way to help customers. Um, and. You, you provide them the best of each uh, market uh, on you know whatever needs they have. Have you found a balance between what users will do themselves versus what uh, what they'll have providers help them with? I mean, usually users usually like when we look at the data again, like uh, how many features people use, like most users, they will just come into Jotform, they will quickly create a form, and they will never come back to Jotform. Like most of our, like, we have 20 million users, and most of the users are actually not coming back to Jotform because their user interface emails. When someone fills a form, they receive the email, and that's enough for them. But what they're missing is that they are missing all kinds of features that we have. And, uh, and but they're just happy with that. And if they're happy, we are happy. But uh, when MSPs use Jotform, what we see is that they actually learn everything about Jotform and they are building all these workflows for their clients. You know, they're generating documents. They are integrating with Jotform sign, e-signature solution. Um, they are like creating these, um, you know, uh, workflows, approvals. They are generating these documents. Um, they are creating all kinds of emails, reports for their customers. So, you know, and once they built for a, a customer, they have the know-how. So it's very easy to build it for the next thousand customers as well. So, you know, um, I think that's, that's the knowledge gap, uh, between a, like a casual user and a service provider. Anytime we find a gap like that, we can also circle it and call it an opportunity because right, right. there is a services opportunity for, for people to work on. You've given us a, fr a framework. How can people get the book and, and reach out if they're interested in learning more? So automate. 
your busy work is available on all bookstores and you know obviously you can get it on amazon but there is also an audio version and uh it's available on audible.com um and i also have a website itakintank.com my first name last name.com and if you go there i actually have the first chapter as as free you can just go there and read it you don't even have to sign up for a newsletter or anything like that just go there and uh you know start reading the book and if you like it uh, you know you can get the paid version uh, it's again this has been fascinating and I, I love exploring a new services opportunity so thanks for joining me today thank you dave for having me are you ready to unlock the power of seamless payments Look no further than Gazinta Payments, the ultimate solution for hassle-free transactions. With Gazinta Payments, you can wave goodbye to headaches caused by strange domain names and confusing redirects. Instead, maintain your brand's integrity and enhance customer trust with a payment experience that seamlessly integrates with your own domain. So, why wait? Visit gozynta.com/payments and discover how Gazinta Payments can transform your business. The Business of Tech is written and produced by me, Dave Sobel, under ethics guidelines posted at businessof.tech. Like the content? Support the show at patreon.com slash mspradio or buy our Why Do We Care merch at businessof.tech. If you want to reach our listeners, visit mspradio.com slash engage. Part of the MSP Radio Network.